Hello and welcome to this new edition of the Lakers Side Chats. I am your host as always, Alan Ramage. Not bringing you one guest, not bringing you two guests, I'm bringing you three guests tonight. I'm going to introduce the first one. He is my co-host on the Blipton podcast. All your MCU content you can find on there. Kwame, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Good to be back. It's been a while since I've been on this podcast, so I'm excited to be back with the homies, and we're gonna gonna chop it up and talk some good Lakers content as well as the NBA. So appreciate you having me as always, as always. And now, just going a bit down the road, still in Chicago, my man Ricky. Ricky, how you doing today, man? I can't complain, Alan. It's back to be. It's good to be back with you, man. I, uh, I again, I, like Kwame. I haven't been on this bad boy in a minute. You've had all these celebrities and superstars come through to the Lakers side <laughs> chat, so you know I just feel honored that I got the call back, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just Howard Beck, like. Okay. Oh, Mike Trudell. And Trudell. And Trudell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. Right. Uh, Bye, bud. Hey, it's okay. Right, man. It's all good. Hey, hey just make sure you drop us, drop, drop this episode during prime time. That's all I ask, please. Listen, prime time is whenever we're on a podcast, so it doesn't matter when we drop it. Like, real talk right there. And the last guest, but definitely not the least guest, he is causing havoc on your timeline on Twitter. He is posting some great content about Dua Lipa. My guy, Naz, welcome to the show, sir. What's going on? I'm glad to be back, as uh, Kwame and Rick said. Uh, I'm kind of flattered to be amongst a celebrity in uh, Twitter, Laker Twitter, uh, <laughs> because we're not at that level of uh, of Howard Beck and, uh, and Mike Trudell yet, but... We're, we're, we got invited back, so it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> for me, for me, you're of a higher level. Like, let's be real. Alan. All three of you. Oh, where Alan's oh, going yeah. to group? Where, where yeah. is <laughs> when Alan needs to talk to somebody, he knows who to call. Right. Listen, when we when we need to talk the juicy stuff, we know who we talk to. Like, Absolutely. come on now. That's right. I, I can't talk to Howard about Dua Lipa. I wish I could, but you know. Yeah, you could definitely talk to me about Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know. We just going. We just going to drive straight forward into this burning building. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Start the show off with no fire hose. Here we go. Yo, listen. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know who Dua Lipa was until last week. Okay, and then I was like, "Hey, you know what? I kind of like her music." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just have a look on his timeline. That is a menace. Sinister. <laughs> I was like, she made music yeah sure. yeah <laughs> listen she is a wonderful pop artist whose ancestry starts in bosnia let's not forget this like shameless plug right that. there yeah there we go she's a, yeah, she's a lovely Her grandparents she's lovely great. lady <laughs> she's great but yeah this is a lakers <laughs> chat so let, let's move swiftly on to someone who doesn't resemble Dua Lipa at all, Frank Vogel. Um, Rick, I'll throw to you first. Um, I There's a lot of hate for Frank Vogel over the past few weeks, which I didn't get personally. Um, I am in the mindset that Frank Vogel just doesn't care. And yeah, like what, what do you make of the whole like rotations, the offensive playbook, the defensive playbook? I just think he doesn't want to show anything to anyone. 
Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And if you watched the Lakers last year, you had the same frustrations during the season. Frank Vogel was a first-year coach. Um, you know, this was his third stop as a head coach in the NBA, right? A good one with Indiana, not so good one with Orlando. Took a little time off, came back. So he was under the microscope amongst Lakers fans, which is funny to even think about, right? A, a head coach in the NBA is under the microscope from people who do other stuff besides live and breathe basketball for the day in life. But, you know, that's what fans do. Um, and so I think that went all the way through in his weird rotations and believing in Rondo and, you know, that driving folks crazy to the playoffs. And once you got to the playoffs, uh, Vogel shifted gears and all those frustrations about his rotations, all the frustrations about, you know, his wild ass timing and his, you know, his timeouts, some of his offensive sets. Why does it seem like he's a shell of an actual playbook that, kind of got resolved when it was crunch time. And, you know, the biggest question was, when is it time to put Anthony Davis at the center position? Well, he answered all those during the playoff run and the Lakers are NBA champions, right? It's the second year with Frankie Smokes. And we are back doing the same thing as Lakers fans. <laughs> it, it's just in our nature. We get frustrated because fans think they know better. And when we watch the Lakers not put their best players in their best positions to what we believe are their best skill sets. Take Montrez Harrell, for instance, and why he was being, you know, Shaquille O'Neal the whole first half of the season and getting ISO touches in the post. And then you fast forward to a night like yesterday where it was Montrez Harrell, the role man, 24-7, like an infomercial in the middle of the night on Saturday. And it's amazing to see the night and day yin and yang of bad Frankie Smokes and good Frankie Smokes. But I think you touched on it in your question, and I'll throw it to the rest of the guys. I think Vogel is, um, you know, clearly holding cards close to the chest because he knows that these things are going to be needed when it matters most in the playoffs. Yeah, I I agree because here here's my thing. Like, the last year, you could – kind of questioned him because you weren't sure what you were going to get, right? Because, you know, it's like a new head coach, new roster, whatever, right? Now, like, you know what? He's earned the benefit of the doubt. But yet, Laker fans, in general, have the memory of a gerbil. So, like, they... like the they drunk forget. goldfish, man. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. They forgot what, uh, what Vogel does. Like, he hides a lot of the things and uh, saves it for the playoffs. Offensively, I don't think he hid that much uh last year but this year like now you can see what he like he's hiding a lot of the stuff that he's doing because only the past couple of games has uh trez been getting a lot of uh pick and rolls right and so like that doesn't just happen because oh i'm pretend i'm vogel oh i just i just realized that uh trez is a good pick and roll guy no he knew that like you know he has like 100 hours of tape of that like what's the what benefit does that give the Lakers knowing that that's the thing that he can do? You know what I mean? He wants for, for the Lakers, what benefits them is to see what else he could do besides being a pick and roll guy. Right. So 
like I feel like the first half of the season was sort of like experimenting and just seeing what, what lineups work, what uh, what uh, what things actually work in terms of uh, in terms of uh, in terms of plays and uh, how to use uh, certain personnel. Quam, yeah, just want to get have... your thoughts on it. Yeah, I would have to agree with both of you guys. Um, obviously, Frank's Frank the first season had something to prove. I mean, he was a coach that wasn't around. He was kind of out of the NBA for a little bit, and then he's brought back. And that that part is understandable for Laker Nation to be skeptical, especially the first season. But now that we're in season two and we're back, and we saw what happened in the first season, obviously rotations, everybody, I remember the timeline used to be up in flames about his rotations. And how come this guy's not playing? Why aren't we running LeBron and AD pick and rolls every game to death? And, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, obviously were questionable about last season, but we saw, like Ricky said, in the bubble, he made every adjustment that he needed to. If a big man, like I, I, I remember last season, we talked so much about why is JaVale starting every game? Like get this man out of here. Like, some games, like, this matchup doesn't make sense. Why are we running two bigs? He's a liability on the court. But we saw when in the bubble, every time there was a series where somebody didn't seem like they were going to fit, he had no problem having that conversation and putting them on the bench. So we saw JaVale didn't get minutes in a couple series. Dwight started one series, didn't play the next series. Like, Frank made the necessary adjustments when he needed to, and I think Laker Nation needs to kind of sit back and understand that the man knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a championship head coach in his first season with the Lakers. We know what we're capable of. And a lot of times, even still, you see people questioning his rotations. Why are we doing this? Why is the ball not running through, um, you know, Dennis? Why is LeBron got it? AD should get run the offense. Why isn't AD doing this, that, the third? But, I mean, we saw even early in the season, like, obviously they're, they're doing a lot of things in practice, a lot of different play styles. It was very early in the season where we saw the entire offense run through Mark Gasol. Like, that was pretty dope to see him kind of just operate at the top of the key, be able to hit men on the cutters. And you see, he hasn't broken that out too many times yet. People are going to forget that that was even a play style, and he could break that out in a playoff series, and that could change a whole series. So I think, obviously, the Lakers aren't going to show everything they have simply because, I mean, there's so many play styles. If you look at the personnel, it's obvious. There's many, many different ways we could play. But if we just show it all off every game to win meaningless regular season games, What's the point? I mean, you got to save the cards for the, you know, the big times of the playoffs. But for me, I really just think that obviously we just need to give Frank his flowers. We've seen the guy be able to do what he needs to do to win the championship. We have the personnel. We have the players. It's just wait and see for the playoffs and we'll go from there. But I'm not concerned about him whatsoever. Laker Nation just wants to win every single game, and I get it. But, you know, as bad as we have played if you would see the timeline our record does being third in the west only what three and a half games out first is that correct yeah that's pretty impressive in its own part so if we're bsing and we're doing this imagine when we actually turn it on yeah we're two and a half games behind imagine when anthony davis comes back and last point about frankie smokes and his flowers right the entire first half of the season when it was tht time all the time Right. Oh, and yeah. that was sometimes at the expense of some of the veterans. We saw Keith get some DMPs. We saw Alex Caruso's minutes get very sporadic. And when folks asked, especially about Alex Caruso, when reporters asked, Frank said, Hey, I got to take care of him. 
I have to protect him. And you fast forward to today, Alex Caruso should be back from his concussion, you he's know, not. concussion protocols. He, he, he's, he's, he's not, not yet. See? He won't. So <laughs> the, the yeah. point is, right, right, Alex Caruso's player type in his personality is he's going to go balls out all the time, which leads to him being banged up. And clearly his body, he's not, you know, Mr. Iron Man. And that's okay. That's not his fault. As the head coach, you're supposed to recognize that and – you know, be able to adjust players' minutes and their bandwidth. And he did that in the beginning of the year. And as you see, it's time to ramp up and lock down your rotations. He's clearly starting to do that. And, you know, we need to see what all this looks like when Mr. Davis comes back into the building and he gets his minutes and we'll see who starts to get squeezed. Luckily, he's a big man. So, you know, it won't be a lot of juggling, but – Frank Vogel is doing just fine, and I don't think this should be a concern for any Lakers fans until we get down two games in a series. Agreed. Yeah. I, like he, I feel like he's earned the benefit of the doubt, and it really drives me nuts when people keep questioning him. It's like, what's, what's Vogel doing, blah, 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 this. Offensively, okay, I kind of get that, but then now you're seeing, like, okay, you shouldn't question him because now he's, like, sort of showing. I feel like the past two – past two to – four games he was like here man shit god damn here's some, you know what I mean? like, here's some plays for you guys all right you guys really think that i'm stupid enough not to not to not recognize this stuff here no like uh, i've been coaching for a while here's some here's some plays all right like uh, and then they had trez doing the same actions as uh marcus all was doing uh like uh the high the high post passes we, we we never saw trez doing that before but he was doing it yesterday uh like they spammed the shit out of uh out of pick and rolls yesterday there's like a he finally started uh like opening up the playbook and i think it's because it's the second half of the season now right and, and it's time to like actually ramp it up first half of the season who cares you know what i mean you're just trying like it's it's really for people for players who are trying to get into the all-star game who haven't been to the all-star game yet really and now it's like all right now the the postseason is like around the corner so it's time to like uh fine-tune some shit and like this this just get cracking right now, yeah. Yeah, you never want to peak too early, and I think obviously the Utah. You see yeah. I was just about to say that the Jazz <laughs> peaked way too early, and they're slipping a little bit. And you know, you don't want to hit your stride too soon and get to the playoffs, and you're burnt out because you were fighting for what first place. The Lakers don't care what place they get, and we're probably going to sleepwalk our way into first or second, which is mind-boggling. So. Lakers, Lakers tootsie slide their way into a one seed. The rest of the West should look at themselves in disgust. The shortest, <laughs> the shortest rest. Like, and this is similar for the Miami Heat in their resurgence too. If they yeah. end up a top three team in the West, there should be a parade just for that, funded by the other seven teams that qualified for the playoffs. Because how the hell do the two teams who got the least amount of rest, not like all these, they got the youngest teams in the league, come back and still end up coming ass backwards for the most part into these top seeds speaks nothing to either they're both dominance or a little bit of weaknesses in the rest of the competition. Yeah. You mean the Brooklyn Nets aren't perfect? Hey, man. Are we about to do the Brooklyn conversation now? Listen, we can do the Brooklyn conversation whenever you want to do the Brooklyn conversation. We can do the Brooklyn conversation Let's do it. <laughs> what? The Nets are the team that I would pick 
to come out the East. I, you know, I, I think the Trevor Ariza acquisition in Miami was interesting. I like that. I think the PJ Tucker acquisition today was fine. I know everybody's, you know, blowing the load about seeing Giannis as the five defensively, but you know, I, they still need to, they still need to fucking score. And, you know, last time I checked in the playoffs, that's where things start to get a little, a little queasy for the Greek freak. So I'm not sure how PJ Tucker is going to unleash all of his capabilities on both ends of the floor, but nonetheless, right. Corner threes. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Great. PJ Tucker hits his corner threes. They need Giannis to be a better dominant person in the playoffs. If they are going to win, this isn't about who's going to all, you know, PJ Tucker could step up. Drew holiday could do his thing. If Giannis doesn't put out a better playoff performance, than he did in the years prior, the Bucks aren't going anywhere. Right. You know, I'm curious about that because against the Nets, that's one team that I don't think could really build a wall for Giannis. And if you see the teams that the Nets struggle with, it's teams that have dominant big men. And he's kind of that big man sort of player. I mean, Joel Embiid will eat against them. You know, Bam, Bam. will eat against the Nets. Could Giannis be that same kind of player that will eat against the Nets and they just kind of had to do a shootout? I mean, I don't think well, they necessarily have again. anybody to guard him. Just real quick, right? I, and I don't want to, like, split hairs. Giannis is a, on trajectory to being a Hall of Fame player. Giannis is not a post player, right? And no, you don't have to be a post Bam player. Bam isn't today. really either. Bro, Bam it still has the archetype of a guy that plays, you know, from the inside out, right? He has developed his shot, right? Giannis developed how to play basketball in general with his, you know, body growing on him like it did, right? He was playing catch up to his his body type. Long yeah. story short, right? Joel Embiid is one of the most refined and polished post players in a while. In a while. That's barbecue chicken for the Nets. I think, you know, a guy like Bam who knows how to, you know, navigate in an offensive setting in the post just has a little bit extra tools in the in the tool belt. You know, I love Giannis. Them spin moves going to get old real quick in a seven-game series. That's a, that's well, a, that's a problem. One thing Giannis. I will say. Uh, the, the, yeah, it's the problem with Giannis, too. He doesn't really have any counters. Like, you, could, you, you take away, like, one of his moves, and then he's stuck on his pivot foot. Just watch any any Bucks game. It doesn't matter, dude. You you take away one of his moves, he doesn't want to do. Like, he uh, he just has to kick it out, and then that's it. And maybe Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni can't <laughs> can't recognize that, and they can't see that, right? It's and maybe, possible. you know, prom to your point, like, the additions of a couple of more outlets for Giannis frees him up so that pivot foot is free to move, Right. I just, I just need to see, and maybe it's because I saw that you know the Bucks do what they did tonight, and you know I, I start to worry that I don't care who the 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 fourth and fifth best guy that you add to the roster is. I need yeah. to see your number one guy, you know, show that he's about to take that next step into dominance. I think he needs to play off the ball more. Him pl- play, playing on the ball is not good. He's not necess- he's not a good ISO player. He really just he has no moves. He's like a crossover bead line into the hoop. Like your 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 best player's only move can't be a half back dive from the three point line. <laughs> At some point, he needs to 
you know, play off ball, stand in the dunker spot. He almost has to play like a big, like an athletic big if they want to beat the Nets. And he has to have that kind of style. I mean, his post-up game isn't necessarily great. His footwork is clunky. So he's going to need to refine a couple areas. But if he doesn't figure it out in, you know, about a month and a half, he might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, well, he's a second-round exit again. Yeah. Do you guys have – Alan, do you have more confidence in the Sixers beating – uh, the Sixers coming out the East or the Bucks coming out the East? If it wasn't for Doc Rivers. Yeah. Sorry, yeah and right. I jumped that like, answer. If it wasn't issue. for Doc. You're right. You're ah. right. You're right. Because as soon as I said it, I was like, God damn it, Doc's the head coach. But <laughs> if it wasn't for Doc, I'd, I'd say them. If it wasn't Doc for Doc, there. I'd definitely say Philadelphia. But, but then the hell, the Bucks what the hell is Mike Boonholz well. showing us? Nothing. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Nothing. They A career of shit in the bed when it's time to, you know, figure it out. No adjustments. Zero. That's why that's why I'm so high on Miami out the east. Yeah, Frank's er, Spolstra, sorry, Eric's the Spo best. Knows. Spo knows. Spolstra will run circles around Spo, is Spo the best Basically, coach in the East? He's uh, the best coach in the NBA. He might be the best coach in the NBA, yeah. Yeah, that, that he really might be. Like he really <laughs> I don't think be. it's close either. Like well, no there's no one in the east. Anyway. Brad Stevens is a fraud. Dude. Hey, good <laughs> luck at University of Indiana, Brad Stevens. I just want to be the first one to congratulate you. I think it's a wonderful <laughs> career decision. You can get a huge, huge, huge house in Indiana, my friend. Boston prices are USA. way, way too taxed, bro. That's and then that's not your personality. You're actually nice. You're Midwest nice, Brad. That East Coast stuff ain't for you, man. Yeah. Then he'll be back in the NBA in like five years. Yeah. 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 You might be right on that with Spolstra. Yeah. Apparently, like, once you college coaches become NBA coaches, they don't want to go back to college because they have to recruit 300 uh, days out of the year. Mm. I bet Brad probably feels it's a badge of honor to recruit for the University of Indiana. Like, they like, Quam, you see them, man. Like, folks born in Indiana love them some Indiana. Yeah, and especially Indiana, Indiana basketball. And they it's like, oh, it. you got it. You know what I could see? I could actually see Brad Stevens uh, either getting fired or getting or quitting and then becoming an assistant with the Lakers because him and Bogle are tight. Really tight. Well, yeah. As long as he's not the head coach. because we, the, no, no, people, no, no. He got way too much credit for being a very mid coach. Like yeah, very I'm, I'm veneers from here on out. If my head coach ain't got veneers, I don't, I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. That's my qualifier right there. Yeah, years. yeah I, I've been thinking about this. I think the top four coaches in the NBA are Carlisle, uh, Spo, mm-hmm. Nick Nurse, and Vogel. Is the, like any of those four? Like the, that's the top four. I don't know what the order, what order they Whoa. are. Saying that, are you uh, saying that bro, head they coach the Steve Nash isn't you. the best coach in the NBA? Steve Nash well. has one eye looking at the other. At one end of the court, and another eye looking at the. (laughs) God damn it, man! Allegedly, allegedly, I don't want to get sued, bro. As soon as he opened his mouth, he said, "He said one." As soon as I heard one, he has one. I looked out. I was over it. I was off the joke immediately. Not go blur me out with the uh, Not you. It's not representative of the laughs in the background, hey, or I'm the just... late night Lake show, or Kwame. Yeah, or Nas. He kind of represents. The this late is purely an show. entertainment the... platform, and we may say some stuff. I'm just yeah. saying, entertainment purposes only. 
I'm yeah. just saying that gives him a really good view of the court, you know? Like, I mean, he, he can see the whole oh, court. So you can one. see everything in one gaze. I'm just saying, dude. It doesn't I can't matter, you. It doesn't yeah. matter where he stands. He can see the whole court. That's why his vision's so good. Why do you think he's getting so – he had so many assists when he was playing? He's doing no looks his whole career now. Yeah. So you, you, you don't co-sign this shit. <laughs> I thought we were all just going to let Nas cook in shock. And here come Kwame. Let me pour a little gasoline on this moment. Yeah, I couldn't resist, man. Flipton may have to have an independent review very soon. I love it. I'm crying. That's hilarious. But yeah, like we touched on PJ Tucker. The, obviously, the other big move today was Trevor Ariza. Like, can we all agree that Miami like, basically gave up nothing for him? It was great. Yes! They gave up the races. Oh, my God. That's it. What an amazing That's so free. What what an amazing move for Miami. They gave up nothing and they got rid of a racist. Like yeah. what a what a great transit transaction is that? Yeah, I bet if get- every company could get value back while getting rid of a racist that 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 proved that they were racist in public, keyword there, right? Because, you know, they <laughs> no allegedly floors. about it. Right. They can be they can do, you know, plausible deniability. But if you if you ask Front, he went waiting. through his racist poker decks like right, he was yeah. thinking about the words. Shout out oh, my boy man. Jody. He said he went to the Ellis Island book of slurs back then. Like, yeah. It was he went yeah. back there with yeah, it. He, yeah, he pulled that one and, deep out the archives. And you and know so, what? Shout out to Trevor Reza. <laughs> set the record though. Now as I let you cook, set the record for most times being traded in an NBA career. And you know what's crazy too? Really? Like Eleven. Your, your your homie like made up uh like uh said the Ellis Island uh, book of slurs, right? I researched it. It really came from Ellis Island. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And I, I don't even want to know more about this shit. Like, cause I just wish the world was like, was like, I wish that was a word that got retired. Y'all didn't like do no ceremony. It, like, you, <laughs> Kwame, you know, do you remember when Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson tried doing a funeral for the N word? Yeah. Bro, that lasted. 12 seconds and i don't yeah, even think right. anybody like i think people were saying the n-word at the the the, the funeral service yeah, like man, so because... i thought whatever the hell myers was saying was definitely going to be buried with the dinosaurs but you know i, I guess he'll be looking for employment on bar stools you know rec league and uh, black people aren't hinged so you knew that wasn't gonna last but i mean back to trevor reza i mean i think that's a great addition for miami i mean they are, they have and I'll be at. I'll be cautious with this. They have a lot of great defenders by reputation. Don't know how much everybody has left in the tank because they have, you know, Avery Bradley, that coward. Um, <laughs> uh, Play it with your chest. Tre- Trevor Reza, Andre Godala. You know, they have Jimmy Butler. They got some some defense over there, some wing defense. They got bodies. So that could actually be very helpful for them, especially going against teams that – you know, their best players are wing players like Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. They got bodies to throw at them and bodies that are good defenders, some championship DNA, you know, and obviously the they fit into that heat culture. So I really like this move for them. It helps shore up a little bit. I don't know who the hell is going to help them score because they, they still need a little bit of scoring. But I think defensively, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Whoever f- goes against them in the East is literally going to – go through hell beating those guys yeah can i can i interest you in a big from san antonio to help with their scoring 
man, if they add Lamarcus, Bro. that's that's tough. Big oh, that's tough. gonna be tough. Yeah. <laughs> because hey, I'd we like all to know see the rematch. We, we all we all know that like Tim McMahon, I don't know if you guys saw Tim McMahon on Brian Windhorst's podcast basically said that if Lamarcus gets bought out, where does he want to go, Nas? The Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. Uh, uh, and where is Pop not going to allow him to go to? The Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> there we go. So the man who could give us a meeting wants to show up. Yeah. All right. Hey, man. Like, you're, 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 you're the pity meeting, actually. <laughs> we got the sympathetic eye. Right, what, 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 what you want? Yeah. What, what, what do you got for us, meeting? Yeah. 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 Two. Uh, turned up. Here's a like. Here's two things I've noticed. Like, one, big men who want who rejected the Lakers before. Once they rejected the Lakers before and they're trying to rebuild their value, want to go back to the Lakers. They always Madness. do, right? Like a Dwight, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, uh, look, Greg Monroe, like, he's not even in the NBA anymore. Right? <laughs> like, uh, that's one he's thing. Not. Why? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Right? Last he played for, what was it, Boston? He sucked? Yeah. I think that was the last time. He's really good in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, so he's lost weight. <laughs> oh, good for him. No, he's lost weight. He look. He looks like a actual big now, and not like an eighties uh, big. Well, good. Like, uh, um, keep getting your money, Greg. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> um, the other thing also is that uh, resident hater. Uh, uh, who's that guy again with the dolphin teeth? Uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about, Alan. Uh, no. Uh, dolphin teeth. The guy. Even if, even, he, even if he, I did not say no, he's the guy. He he he's in our group chat. Uh, the the photo of him, like uh, I put it as the thing. I forget. Oh, Tim Buntem. Yeah, there you go. Dolphin teeth. Anyway, so <laughs> he he's been hating on the Marcus Aldridge since he knew that. Since he knew that uh, Marcus wants to come to the Lakers, like if he gets bought out, right? And so more that means more than likely if he gets bought out, he's coming to us. But he's not going to come to us, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to go to the, the Heat. And I, I guarantee you something else, too. Once he goes to the Heat, Tim Bontemps' uh, to, uh, tune about him is going to completely change. It's going to be like, oh, no, you know what? I was wrong. Uh, he could play. Uh, you, you know what I mean? He, we, we, Bontemps never gives credit for Laker players, ever, ever. You know, like Billy was like ranked as like the tenth best team in the NBA like last week. Yeah, it is, yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. Like, uh, like we're we've had uh, how many in how many games missed have we had so far? Of like everybody, but at least a uh, gazillion, a gazillion. Right? I mean, so, the, the question is, how many times have the Lakers had their full starting five together? Like ten, <laughs> right? Uh, I think with AD, I think we were twenty two. Uh, we had twenty two games, and we were seventeen and five. I think so, right? That's with AD. That's that's not fully healthy either, too. Like because we don't have right. AD wasn't fully healthy, and I think we're missing players too, like uh, AC and like Dennis or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Starters though, right? They they had it intact for a decent because Mark didn't get hurt until after, or you know, Mark didn't COVID. start dealing with COVID until. After AD's injury, but yeah, 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 it's crazy, dude. So, I think, uh, like just the fact that even though we're, we weren't really fully intact and we but we had AD, we were like 17 and five. And right now, 
like shout out by the way like uh, on the side note shout out to uh to trez and coos yes i'm saying coos uh because they've been really <laughs> good that. yeah i know like um hey you know um growth growth guys <laughs> like he's done really well uh the past couple of uh games without 80 oh my god dude really <laughs> it was on sale for 20 dollars. i couldn't hey, say hey, no not gonna lie that shit is pretty fly though like i mean like I saw, that's what i'm saying like i saw well, like when he first came out and like alan just pulled up a kuzma uh sweater for puma people, hoodie for, for people who don't who, who can't see this because it's a podcast uh and they had they had that uh same logo on the side of the freeway and on uh when he first signed with the uh with puma and he had a give like a sort of like a pop-up shop, like a giveaway shop for like sweaters and uh, t-shirts when he first signed with Puma too. And that shit went out quick. Um, anyway, so shout out to him. Like he's like averaging, I think he's shooting 41% from three since uh, in the past four, uh, in the past few games that 80 has been out. Yeah. Like, uh, and Trez is Trez. I mean, I never understood why people wanted him traded. It, it makes Perfect sense. segue, by the way. That, yeah. that, that, that was professional stuff there, Naz. Yeah, he, Hey man, John Stockman. Anyways, <laughs> so like yeah, like he's he's been great. Like I never understood. Like he's done everything we've asked of him, and now that Bogle is like sort of opening up the playbook, right? Because now it's like fine tuning time. You can really see what he can do for our team. You know, like what what's the one thing that we were missing last year? Uh, we were missing bench scoring, right? Yeah. We like we could not score from the bench at all. Like once LeBron came out, like we were like uh, we would lose a lot of uh, points just because not not because we were bad defensively. The, our bench was pretty good defensively. It's just that our bench couldn't score at all. And now like uh, with Trez, you, you, we we made up for that. And yet people's like Lakers Twitter still had the audacity to fucking complain about that shit. Like oh like 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 I said, like what Rick said. Uh, Lakers Twitter has the memory of a drunk <laughs> goldfish. <right? laughs> so, 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 like they, like they, like Kalinka addressed that, and yet we still complain about it. Krez has been fantastic, and not only offensively, defensively too. Like he, I think he was underrated defensively even before he came here. But the difference is, is that we don't have an idiot as a coach. We have a we have a Vogel, and he puts him in the right spots, right? He's not playing him like Javel. He's not playing him like Dwight. He's playing him like it's a switch, a switchy like uh, big, you know, and uh, a guy who who's not uh, who's not playing drop coverage. So, I think now you're seeing Trez in his best, uh, like at his best self, basically. Rick, just want to throw to you. What do you, a what did you make of the rumors? You, I think I think it's very clear from our messages in the group chat that what I thought of the rumors, and I'm going to leave that to like the end, and, and I'll touch on it because it really gets me annoyed. Um, I want to throw to you because a like I need to compose myself right now. What yeah. did you make of the rumors, and what did what do you think of his game in the last four or five games or so? Mm-hmm. So. For me, it was more so of say it out loud. If you don't think Trez is a piece that is enough for the Lakers to win a championship along with the rest of this team, okay, let's talk it out. Trade Trez, why? 
because you can get similar production, okay, from where? Blake Griffin? Yeah, I don't know about that. The man hasn't shown that level of production, and you're talking about the two-time reigning six-man of the year. So that, that one doesn't really hold up, right? Then you take a look and you're like, okay, well, then you can, you know, what about if you trade him for somebody that fills another hole for the Lakers? Like P.J. Tucker, who's how old? And didn't, no, that, that doesn't make sense either. So when you put the argument up to the light, it starts to look real funny. And then you start to ask, well, why the hell are you even talking about this in the first place? And then you realize, oh, it's to get impressions and to, to have a conversation. And because Trez wasn't lighting the world on fire because he wasn't being put in his normal positions where he's used to succeeding. So, I mean, it, it's a whole lot of smoke just from people on the Internet who'd like to talk and like to, you know, garner the their interactions and the follower account um i think you could do that by just you know having insightful opinions or being actually funny but um to each their own and i think you know just the the cases for blake griffin and pj tucker made no goddamn sense to give up a guy of trez's potential with this roster right unless it was for a superstar that you planned on holding past this season so uh then i answer your second question uh, i mean i'm not i'm not surprised when they start putting the man in the right spots as a role man with lebron james he looks like a high flying act once again well guess what all we saw last night were those two hand dunks the the treads hang on the rim swing on it a couple of times wonder if he's going to get a technical but they don't call technicals for swinging on the rim now apparently and then now that's just his signature junk. And we're like, look at that go trans again. There go that boy, he crazy. And that's how it's supposed to be. Because apparently Vogel has taken that leash off the chain and now is letting Trez eat, at least at this point in the season, with Anthony Davis out. So I couldn't be happier for my Louisville Cardinal. I've been a fan of everything he's done with his bully ball career since college. And this is a guy who doesn't give a shit about college basketball. So, you know, I'm just happy to see. <laughs> which we'll other, find out later, by the way. Yeah, which we'll find out later. But, you know, um, I'm just happy that Trez is starting to get his flowers from other Lakers fans. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. I'll throw it to you um, just because I need some more time to, like, think of what I need to say in a, in, in, in a civilized manner. Right. No, yeah, I totally agree. I don't understand the the Trez hate whatsoever. I mean, I think he has played fantastic all season. I mean, even not even doing his normal, you know, kind of being a threat on the pick and roll. I mean, even just kind of standing in the dunker spot, he was playing fine to me. I mean, you all what you can what things you could always guarantee from Trez. You can guarantee some energy. You know, you can guarantee double digit scoring. You know, some good rebounding and a high shooting percentage. That's all you can ask for. And the his scoring off the bench, I haven't – granted, he's not doing the 20 points per game he was last season, but obviously we're a, a deeper team just all around. Um, but I haven't noticed anything that's wrong. I don't understand how Blake Griffin's an upgrade to that, like Ricky said. I understand how P.J. Tucker's an upgrade to that. Lakers, Lakers fans have a lot of 
issues with just being infatuated with a bunch of players that don't play for us. And I never understand why. Like, just infatuated with every buyout candidate. Every player needs to be on the Lakers one way or another. And it's like, come on, guys. You, what you we have works. You could have stopped with Laker fans have a lot of issues. In a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. It okay. it it's like, okay. yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with his play. And this goes back to our conversation with Frank is that he hasn't been showing his whole hand intentionally. We'll get flashes and surges here and there where it, he does, but he's not going to run the Trez pick and roll to death. So everybody can see it every single game. Obviously this will be, you know, something they'll break in case of emergency. We saw how good he is when he's in that situation. Cause we have some fantastic pick and roll ball handlers, LeBron, Dennis, even THT can do it. Oh my so God. there's many ways that there's many different styles that, like I said, that we can play Trez, being you know a featured member of the offense is just another one of that and it's crazy to see that we're we doubted this man and we wanted blake griffin who we haven't seen do any much of anything in you know three seasons so that makes hey, no he's sense. perfectly healthy he's just and not it, playing right still not playing he still <laughs> hasn't sure. touched the floors in that so, so they should be getting fined right you think yeah, theoretically, not, that only applies if you're a Laker, you know, like uh, the tampering rules, like any of those things. Luckily, LeBron wants to play every game because he wants to. It's a it's a Los Angeles rule, at least for now, until we can get the Clippers to fuck up out of L.A. Because, yeah. you know, they did it a lot for Kawhi, too. Like, you know, sure, once yeah. he got to L.A., he was definitely in the mm-hmm. microscope of I'm sorry, he's not playing. Why? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got away with that in Toronto, but not in uh not with the Clippers or some that that light was bright on him, and that's that's just for him with the Clippers. Imagine if he was the Lakers. Oh my God! Like right. uh, anyway, uh, another thing also uh, on this, uh, to add on to that, uh, Trez was on um, the pregame sh- the post game show. Of, uh, I forget which game it was, but uh, it was a couple of days ago, and he said, "You know what? The Lakers as an organization and as their, the players." have all made me feel welcome and uh, as a fam, uh, feel like it's a family since the day I came here. So it was weird when I heard that that goes against what everybody says, like how, well, some people said that it was like, he was unhappy here or whatnot. Just like, forget about his uh, tweets because his tweets are all like, he, he tweets emo shit. That's what it, it has nothing to do with wow. basketball. You know, yeah, they, they have nothing to do with basketball. They for have sure. nothing, nothing to do with basketball. But if people have forgotten, his grandma died, who was his mother figure, like six months ago. Right, dude's going through some hard shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's right. just be real about it. Right, like yeah. he missed, like he missed his mom. Like uh, a couple, like his his mom also. I think his mom has uh, passed uh, passed away too, and I think he just misses her too. Like just the, just the parental figures in his life, and then like you know, then people are like, oh, can't, oh, you're afraid to get traded, or like all all this stupid shit. You know what? Like save that shit to people, like uh, players who actually fucking like uh, fuck around and uh, deserve it. At, who's it? Danny Green. Uh, Danny Green. Wow. Uh, so yeah, like, but like Trez, like, nah, dude, he hasn't done anything but play hard for the team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and and he's pro- and he's producing too. Also, a couple of things. Uh, I think he's shooting a career high in field goal percentage right now, right? Yep. And he had the, a down. He had a down night last night, and he shot fifty nine point three percent. Yeah, he is and, shooting a career high from the free throw line, and I literally could cry tears of joy. Sorry. Right. Right, he's one of our best free throw shooters. I, I know that's saying like you know, tallest midget, whatever, man. But like, uh, uh, like but but still, like he's like he's entertainment reminded, people. He like it's still, it's still uh, 
it, it's still remarkable that he's shooting over 75%. That's still pretty good. You know what I mean? I, I don't care what level you are, like uh, what kind of player you are, like, you know, guard, forward, center, whatever. He's doing, he's shooting well from the free throw line, period. And if Bron shot 75%, he'd already have overtaken Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> Man. Man, listen. Tell me about it. Nothing, nothing makes me nerve more nervous than watching LeBron shoot free throws in the fourth quarter, man. Bro, <laughs> Seriously, dude. I've gone through a lot of years of it. That shit sucks. And you always know, you're like, he's splitting these bitches or he's bricking both. Yeah. Like, if he hits both, like, take a shot. Or go buy a lottery ticket. If he makes both of the fourth, go buy a lotto ticket. You might be lucky, but... I, I don't buy it. It, it, it. It's painful to watch. I agree. Yeah, it's it's crazy too because like LeBron, he'll make clutch shots, right? But when you put him in the free throw line, I get so nervous, man. Like, there's nobody else I would rather have the ball, have the ball. <laughs> like, what? Like, b- besides the free throw line than LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, uh, seriously. Like, like potentially in the history of the NBA, you'd rather like one shot, LeBron. It's LeBron. Like, uh, he's like, I think he's. High, his uh, shooting percentage is higher than Jordan or Kobe's, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Clutch, right? I but, mean, he's he can do everything on a basketball court, but throw the yeah. ball into the hoop from the damn free throw line. That's the one spot on the court it never changes. It stays in the same spot from when you're a kid to an adult. The free throw line does not move, and he is an absolute brick right there, and it, it drives me crazy. It, yeah, and nobody's guarding him, and that's the thing. That's no one! <laughs> He can shoot shit from half court, but can't make a free throw, dog. <laughs> yeah, it drives me nuts. I'm like, oh man, I, I, I'm sweating like a hooker in church whenever he's on the free throw line. Oh, right? God. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. For everyone of the Christian faith and who, um, you know, is a woman of the night. Those views do not. How do, do we, not... Wait a second. Time out. Wait. <laughs> a woman yeah, of the night. Wait, wait a second. We talking about Christians and strippers now? <laughs> this ain't no. This it's is a late Lake Show podcast. Where the fuck did we have? Where did we make a right at Albuquerque? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Albuquerque is a city in um, a state that nobody Mexico. knows about. Alan, yeah, Alan do he do he does no no no, no. I mean, I'm talking about like what do you know about New Mexico about except for they're possibly Roswell? being UFOs. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about. Uh, New Alan Mexico the other day, everything. man. Alan knows everything. <laughs> he does. Like, dude knows everything. You can say anything and he knows something about it. Like, what the hell is going on? Well, c- c- Alan, what's the most like... random state you you would go to in the United States? The most the... random? Yes. This is a tough one. Idaho. Why Go would you West. go to Idaho, man? I know a fire girl from Idaho. Just because it's Idaho doesn't mean they have hoes. I mean, you're about to finish. Oh, the I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to make that joke, but I didn't think it was time. And Nas beat me fucking to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for good joke. She doesn't listen this to this podcast. Me. Yeah, yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, that's that's all you. We man. getting Alan caught up. So anyway, yeah, back off. back to your hosting duty. Sorry, my man. Yes, it's all right. I I get to do my rant about Trez now. I, I don't like to um, publicize this because I don't care about clout or um, information spreading and it's not my place because, you know, I'm a lowly podcast host from England. Um, 
but we've had conversations about the Lakers plenty of times in in the DMs, right, guys? Like yeah. just just to corroborate. Yeah. That now. Yep. Us. But what yeah, us, what us. what hot shit you about to say? I'm all yeah. ears. Well, I, I'm I'm about to say hot shit, but like hot shit in the sense that I'm about to go off on people. Um, I and including I, including people who are in the know more than me, like Trez being traded was like the last thing on the mind of the Lakers. Like, think about trading LeBron. It was on, like on that level of type shit. Like, that they, 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 people who try and chase clout by pretending they know what goes on in the NBA piss me off. Mm. I'm not going to mention names because I'm classier than that. No, talk your shit, Chico. Speak on it. <laughs> but what I will say is, posting photos of people with a peace sign and ignoring the Trez high five is not cool. And pretending like you know shit. It ain't cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to really get into it too much because, you know, he's friends with a friend of mine. So I, I don't really want to be like, you know, too much on the case. Let's speak but, on the subject, dog. Speak on the subject. Yeah, the whole idea of people knowing what what the hell's going on with the Lakers, especially and then putting it on the timeline. First of all, you'd never get information again, like ever. Like, do they not know how journalism and sourcing works? First of all, like let's be let's be smart about that. The second thing is, like, do we just believe any real shit? Like any random shit on the timeline? People are like, oh yeah, that's true. How? Like, where, where's this come today. from? People are thirsty. Like, they, that I'm thirsty, thirsty, bro. No, 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 Alan. You have morals. Some people will lick the sweat off of. I won't even say off. I've of got life. notifications of Mark Stein turned on. That's how thirsty I am. Mark Stein doesn't break anything. Just on the off chance that he does, it's on. Apart from the Bogdanovich stuff, but I had that first. Um, as no, Nas no, can no. attest to. No, 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 Chico. No, 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 no. Thirsty is when if you have like. Uh, set uh, Amico on notification that is thirsty, okay. Uh, oh god, you, you know, I, like, I, I got blocked no, by thirsty. Is, over there. It thirsty is not really caring that much about football, but having Adam Schefter's tweets turned on because you think Russell Wilson could be traded to the goddamn Bears. That's I thirsty. told you, yeah, I told you, Alan. When I get a when I get Looney Tunes about an idea, you could be. Russell Wilson and tell me that you're not coming <laughs> and I'm going to need to see the news drop on the timeline. Hey, hey guys, I got a question, but yeah, uh, let me just, just, just one thing now. Just something I, I want to say this. Okay. C- can we stop giving credit to people who have no idea what the hell they're talking about? Like just in general, in life, like Donald Trump, he has no idea what he's talking about. Ignore that bastard. Um, random people who think they know what they're talking about about the NBA, Paul Pierce, you know, talking about Joel Embiid's MVP when Joel Embiid didn't play. Like, yeah, great. Good job, Paul. All the time that he said it just strengthens Embiid's MVP race even more when they're losing, when they won a game by 30. Great job, Paul Pierce. Can we stop, like, this whole culture of, I call it the ESPN culture, trying to gain the most clicks possible, to create this most sensationalistic type of story and it just and can we just stop giving it credence it it it, it really annoys the hell out of me i got a question guys who hates black people more the bears 
Boston fans or Utah fans? Wait a second, nah, nah. Fuck, that might nah. be a three-way, <laughs> three-way nah. deadlock. Nah. Oh my three, god. Nah. You can't present that fucking question like that, dog. Hey, Listen, swift, swiftly moving on. Um, <laughs> Lord Jesus. LeBron James. <laughs> Bro, we gotta we gotta talk before, about Bron Bron MVP. Then we gotta we gotta do the bracket. Remember listen, before before we talk about Bron yep. Bron being the MVP, him wearing a Boston Red Sox hat, not cool. Like, can we agree on that? Yeah, nasty. I, it, all it, all power to you for buying the Red Sox or buying whatever percentage you bought. Yeah, I mean, it's like taking over a chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. Like, even though you're a black <laughs> man and you're in charge, like, is it? Is it that cool? Like I, I get it. I like I like I like seeing LeBron as an owner of anything, any professional sports, anything, any professional, whatever, anything he can get his hands on. If it's the Boston Celtics, if it's the Utah Jazz, if it's the San Antonio Spurs, if it's the Indiana Pacers, if it's the Cleveland Indians, if it's the Milwaukee Bucks, if it's the Green Bay Packers, if a a minority can get ownership and that you know, set the precedence for what type of day and age it is in this country. And people have to either shut up or, you know, watch something else. Right. I'm all for it. So please like LeBron, you know, what other, what the hell you want to dip into some hockey teams. Let's go. I'm with it. I'm supporting. So here's the thing I also heard about it too. That guy, uh, the the same ownership group that he's involved with for Liverpool is also the same ownership uh, group of the Red Sox. Of the Red Sox, they offered him that part of the ownership for the Red Sox. That's why he bought it. Like, and also, I think it's for him. It's a stepping stone for him to own an NBA franchise because then he could sell his share for uh, a bigger Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. Yeah, something like Sorry. that. You know what I mean? That's what he's trying to do. It's like I don't care. Like mainly because I don't think baseball is a sport, so I, like I don't give a shit, dude. Like who cares? Like and also that that B, and this is coming from I'm not even a bronze fan. I'm not gonna make excuses for him, right? I don't care. Like uh, that B on his uh, that he was wearing wasn't even a Red Sox B. If you look at it, it's like it's something else. It looks similar. Don't get me wrong, it, it does, but it's not the Red Sox hat that he's wearing. And I I just don't care. Like it's like. It's, I'm not passionate about the uh, baseball enough to be like that. If he was wearing something like with Celtics colors, we'll have a problem, you know. I mean, like, uh, but the baseball, who cares, dude? Like, who gives a shit, dude? This is the same sport, well, quote unquote, sport where like Pablo uh, Sandoval is swinging at something and his br- belt breaks, right? Like, uh, because he's too damn fat. All right, and you you want me to be upset? About a man who buys a share in a team for that hat that employed that guy. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Like it doesn't. It's, it's not important enough for me. <laughs> Get your money, Brom Brom. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, exactly. Agree. <laughs> yeah, it's not important. If it was like, oh, but also sell your shares in Liverpool because we'll, we'll have an issue there. Like <laughs> legit. But yeah, um, for, for for those of you that don't know, Liverpool and Manchester United, the team I support, are huge, huge rivals, like the Lakers and Celtics. Yeah, isn't Liverpool like the Celtics of the uh, uh, of the EPO? Yeah, they are, they are right. 
Like and they won one title in thirty years. Yeah. And Manchester United is the Lakers, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Precisely. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. I picked the right side. Don't worry, Nas. I, I know. Right I know. Side. I'm just saying. Like you know, like I'll, shout I'll, out to Aaron Lasso. I love you, dog. But you picked the wrong side. Yeah. I um. Would, I, I would have picked Arsenal, but I heard like they're they're, they're the Knicks. They're just really funny though. The Arsenal TV is the greatest. Anyway, I'm 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 gonna throw to our resident LeBron guy. Um, his Twitter user is literally at Laquam James. Um, MVP, right? I mean, is it really even a question anymore? Like, what more do we need to see? Does anybody really have any doubts? His only comp- true competition, in my opinion, was Embiid, and he's been missing games left and right. So, I mean, LeBron ain't missing a game. He's been balling. We've been carrying the 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 ship even without Anthony Davis I mean he's proved to be I would say the most valuable player doing it on both sides offense defense being a playmaker score whatever he needs he's been there and I mean it's just crazy that for me just to see how this man has consistently been able to be the best player in the NBA still to this day um and I and I I don't think we've even seen him. We haven't seen him peak in this season still because the playoffs have yet to come. And we know there's more coming. But even just seeing the abilities playing at now, I mean, I don't see how you can give it to anybody else. I mean, do y'all see anybody who else who could sneak up and steal this? I don't think Donovan Mitchell has the stats for it. I, and I think his team's about to nosedive. I it be missing games. Jokic, I don't think they have the record for it. I mean. Harden, we can't ignore the whole Houston saga. I I don't see too many people that can bypass LeBron at this point. I think he's the clear-cut MVP in my opinion. And, I mean, that's all I got to say about that shit. I've I've, I've got an interesting take. Yes. If if Madeleine Mozgov... Um, Madeline's a little French cakes for everyone, for someone who doesn't know. Um, if if Madeline Mozgov over there in Utah wasn't you know crying about every, you liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, that, that was nice. Yeah, okay, I got it. I prefer uh, baguette uh, Javel, but all right, cool. But 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 we got the alliteration thing going on. There, yeah, so. you got it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll throw this to you, Ricky. If Madeline Mozgov didn't complain about not getting a an award or, you know, making an all-star game when all your purpose is to, you know, turn up and lay the ball in and give the most underwhelming dunks I've ever seen in an all-star oh, game. brother. Um, you know, if he didn't complain that much, surely LeBron would be, like, the runaway favorite for defensive player of the year as well this Ooh, year. Like, That's a hot take. I, I think he's been the most even if you don't want to say the best defender in the NBA, I think he's been the most important defender in the NBA to the best defense in the NBA. That's fair. I said NBA too many times there. No, yeah, but you 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 caught yourself perfectly there in that last summation because if the Lakers are the number one defense in the league and you ask who is the most important defensive player on the Lakers, you'd say LeBron James. Like any casual would probably out of their mouth say Anthony Davis, but he he does not qualify to be in that conversation right now. I, you know, I kind of love the fact that you cannot use Anthony Davis as a reason why LeBron is not the MVP. Years before, right, every year that LeBron and AD play together, LeBron is automatically out of the MVP discussion because he's LeBron James and apparently any help 
he receives is, you know, a negative to his MVP credentials. So I guess that's the rules. I don't make them, you know, I, I don't grade them like that, but apparently that's the rules. But I appreciate now that we get to see who wants to look funny in the light, doubting where LeBron James stands. Like LeBron James is putting together an, a defensive first team, uh, you know, season. LeBron James is also putting together an MVP season. Right. So unfortunately, in this NBA world, we grade MVP by how well you impact the game on the offensive end and how many wins your team has, as opposed to how great you are on the offensive end, defensive end, plus team success. But plus screen assists. Right. Oh, yes. Plus the fucking screen assists. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> um, but if we were to actually have a basketball conversation and, you know, take a look at, LeBron's the most important defensive player on the Lakers. The Lakers are the best defensive team in the league. LeBron James has played more games than uh, Joel Embiid right now. The Lakers are the number two, uh, number three seed? What are we right now? Sorry. We're number three three seed. My bad. Lakers are number three seed in the West right now, missing their number two player. And we're Those things uh... would add up to an MVP front runner. Yeah, hell, let you say, uh, you know, um, oh boy, down in Denver, if Jokic didn't have, uh, you know, the corpse of uh, who's our boy right there, the corpse of uh, Jamal Murray, and say Jamal Murray wasn't playing right now and Jokic was doing this, they'd have Jokic clearing away the MVP front runner, but because LeBron is missing AD, nobody wants to give him extra credit, and I think that's bullshit. Yeah, that's facts. The only guy I think has a case for uh, LeBron, like being over LeBron as a as defen- uh, defensive player of the year right now, is Ben Simmons. That's the only guy. Ooh, I think. That's yeah. fair. I love yeah, me I like Ben that. Simmons. Yeah, yeah I love no, him. I like that. That's fair. That's Absolutely. Fair. That's uh, Ben Simmons. That's it. Like Ben Simmons has been a fucking menace on the defensive end this year, like, terrorizing like, people. Terrorizing Houston, people, man. Houston could have had him. Yeah, but instead they, of cooked Oladipo. You know, here's the here's the crazy thing too. Like they they were willing to offer uh, a Ben Simmons and uh, Thibel, I, and, and Fertitta didn't want them, right? And then like uh, they they could have offered more, but I guess they realized that Fertitta was not going to trade uh, uh, Harden to the Sixers under any uh, stretch of the imagination. So shout out to teams. For being petty and fucking shooting yeah. in the foot again. Imagine cooking your franchise because you want to be petty. Like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, I think I think me and Quam had this discussion when so when the discussions were about Harden wanting to be traded. I think if you go back, there was a podcast that me and Quam did. Um where we just touched touched on like the Denver Nuggets not trading for Harden and how stupid it was. Yeah. Or 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 the Miami Heat, you know, right. shout out to keeping Tyler Hero, you know. He he's he's a worse player than Kyle Kuzma, but we're not ready for that conversation yet. I'm ready for oh, it. No, we're ready for that now. We're ready for and it. And that's coming that, from me. That okay? boy's cooked. Okay. And that's coming from me, the guy who's hated Kuz for the past two years. I like Kuz's first his rookie year. Like I even got his uh t shirt uh jersey, but then the past I remember. years I hate him. Like, you know, and now well, I'm not ready to uh apologize to him because he's done too much uh, damage to my to my emotional being for the past two years, but that dude is balling right now, man. He is—he's become a legit two-way player right now. Like, 
I wouldn't even be mad if the Lakers don't trade him if he continues playing like. Well, no, no, no. If no, he no, continues no, 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 playing let's like. Not, that. Let's not go that far now. And, and yes. <laughs> let's not get crazy. Let's not, let's not get crazy. I mean, if honestly, if Brian... for his, I'll, I'll throw it to you like this: for thirteen mil a year, he continues this production. Unless you're getting like a Zach Levine in like a package deal or a Bradley Beal, realistically. If Kuz can like obviously the biggest thing is if Kuz continues to play like this throughout his contract, you can't get better than this like at thirteen million a year. No, you can't. Like, and I've I've said that that that's his his contract is one of the biggest bargains in the NBA right now. I yeah. always whenever he has a good game, what do I do? I tweet at uh, John Hollinger who says that that's one of the worst. <laughs> has he not blocked here? Oh, uh, he has not because you know his uh, his. His creepy, rapey eyes, like, don't look at my tweets, I guess. Hey, not, not about the <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. You're going to get me striked off Apple Podcasts soon. <laughs> so, but, like, seriously, like, he's, he, the same guy wanted uh, to give Hassan Whiteside $17 million for, uh, for this year, right? Oh, Hassan, yeah, Hassan's making one point, like, uh, the minimum right now. And he said that he literally said that Kuz's contract is one of the worst contracts in the NBA. And he says that he said that uh, who's that? Uh, Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard's extension of sixty-four million dollars is a bargain. That was a that's yeah, that ridiculous. The Clippers right? doing that, yeah. they cooked themselves. What a terrible deal! That guy is garbage. Yeah, he sucks. Dude. He's garbage. <laughs> Sucks, you know. It's barbecue chicken whenever he's on the floor. I don't care Bro, how well he shoots in the. Uh, they uh, walk around that man. He is a liability. He like <laughs> he's literally a traffic cone on the court, and he he sucks. And he can't even shoot that well. Man's a brick too. He's not. He's not good. Like he has reputation of being a shooter, but he does have the the. He's the best scorer in Ohio uh, high school history. Past LeBron James, just so really? y'all know. Really. Yeah. So you, you, because he's sneaky athletic, is that what it is? I I guess yeah. I guess he just shot a bunch of threes and LeBron didn't. He just yeah. dunked on people. Threes he, are greater than twos. Is he a gym rat? I I don't I don't know I don't know anything about him except his name is Luke Kennard and he's not good. Those are the two things I know about him. His name and that he's not good. He must have high. Let those white people down and shooting like yes. He has high character. <laughs> I, I guess if that gets you sixty-four mil, hey, his agent is his agent is Hall of Fame worthy because he yeah. fleece the hell out of Steve Ballmer. Rick, Rick, Rick knows Ballmer. what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's all the white type, white guy stereotypes like <laughs> Jim Rat, the I'm sneaky athletic, athletic. <laughs> he can shoot well. Like, they say you know, that shit every time. Sneaky high, athletic, high character, great basketball IQ. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's always the player profile. Every time before the draft, that's every that's every white player's player profile. Every, like, uh, it's hilarious, dude. Like anyway, but that's if, bad. Like uh, it's before we move on to Ricky's bracket, which which is going to be a marvel in itself. Um, I, f- I think there's been some pretty um on the buyout market. We all agree it's going to be really slim pickings, right? Like, likely we we all agree that. Um. Andre Drummond, is he becoming underrated now? Like that that that's my whole thing on it. I'll throw it to you first, Rick, because you've been very quiet while you know we all rambled on for a bit. Um Andre Drummond, I think next to LeBron and AD, looks like a star again. Like legitimately. I think those two players can maximize his value more than any other like two players in the NBA. 
Yeah. Those, What's your take on on Drummond? Yeah, those 13 minutes a game he's in with the Lakers are going to be spectacular. I mean, when I when we talk about magic in those 12 to 13 minutes that Andre Drummond <laughs> is playing on the court during the playoffs is going to be wow. Watch out. Like, guys, I I love it. I love the enthusiasm. I want Drummond too. But as long as we are all aware that Andre Drummond is not going to be Shaquille O'Fucking Neal on the Lakers in a playoff series, and he's going to be more Dwight Howard in the second round and third round and then in the finals where we will call you when we need you, but be ready because you're a professional. And that is what I look forward to watching in Andre Drummond. I look forward to a guy that's going to be a big man that's a lob threat, should swallow up all the uh, defensive rebounds out there, let AD roam and frolic around the three-point line and in the, the, you know, the, the, the key extended, like just, you know, do all the fun stuff you want to be as your, you know, as a guard again, AD, when drums on the floor. But as long as we're okay with the idea that when we get him, he is going to be a specific role playing specific minutes and then those minutes are also going to be hit or miss depending on playoff series matchup yeah i'm cool with it yeah i'm looking forward to it like a certain podcast host who hosts a lakers podcast this is where i got this part from i don't want to say names again because i'm i'm a classy guy like that um so what's it called (laughs) They, they may or may not have mentioned i'm not even giving up a agenda here because you know we're a free world now. Um, they, they may or may not have, you know, mentioned that Damian Jones is better than Andre Drummond. Look, and I, I, uh, look, I like, yeah, like that's that's what that's where that, that's where this come on. Yeah. Look, this is my thing. I, I think we all know who it is, yeah, right? I do now, yeah. and I know why uh, lit to shreds the other yeah. day. Now, here's my thing like, it look, I like Damian Jones a lot. Right, like I think he's been very solid from the, what, what we got, and there's also something that uh, Alan and Clay and I talked about on the um, Under the Bus podcast, which we're gonna have. We need you back on Rick soon. Uh, we like uh, we were talking about the Flyers for the team for like a Laker, the Lakers should pick up like young guys who like distressed assets. Right, he's one of those guys. Like he's played really solidly uh, for uh, for the Lakers for the past couple of weeks for the past like uh 15 business days that they had right but if you could get andre drummond to replace him you do that every single day of the week twice on sunday right mm-hmm. and it's not like you're not asking andre drummond to be uh the next coming a shack you're just asking him to be sort of like a like a, a third big that's it that's all you're asking him to do and if you're, as long as you're cool with that that's it and the thing that bothers me the most is that when Laker fans are like, oh, you don't need him or whatever, like they, they start bitching about players that we could get for free. Look, we're going to have uh, a maximum of three open spots uh, if depending if whether we trade McKinney or not, right? Why are you turning down – like why do you want to turn down guys that we could get for free? It, it makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? Like you, like uh, like they're saying – like the, the, these guys keep saying like, oh – uh, I'd rather have a wing over a big. 
Yeah, but you could get both. That's the thing. And, you know, stop bitching about shit that you could get for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? What What's better than free? You tell me. Nothing. Uh, free that's not stolen is good, too. Oh, okay. Well, we could get that. I agree. We could get we could get two or three of that, possibly. You know. Yep. <laughs> so you know, let's hope that we like. I don't, the other thing also is that we're not even sure if Drummond's gonna get bought out. That's the thing. Like that's you know, the other thing. They could be yeah. taking a page out of uh, you know, uh, Sam Presti's book and you know just holding the line and saying, I don't care what it takes. Give me a twenty ninety pick. They probably drafting. Here, guys, I'm getting a little nervous. I know we we wrapping up the show, but we getting real close to folks being able to trade the rights to my son, and he's like three. Like these years <laughs> keep getting pushed out and pushed out. Like I don't like that, Grayson. So, with with all that in mind, Ricky, and you know your son, you know his eligibility being in question when it pertains to some of these picks, um, I like. I find it so wild that we're trading like 2027 20, second round picks for like Trevor Ariza when like in 2027 20, Trevor Ariza will be like 45 years old. Um it, it's wild. It it really is wild. Um but Kwam, I want to touch is there anyone that you could see potentially come up on the buyout market and if let's say Andre Drummond doesn't get bought out, would you be fine with giving Damian Jones a extension till the end of the season and possibly non-guaranteed years in the like what the Miami Heat do. Yeah, I mean, I think we all touched on it earlier that the buyout market isn't really going to be, you know, this big booming market of all these great players that are just going to be readily available for the Lakers to scoop up. I mean, Andre Drummond would be cool, but I think to the point he has been a bit criminally underrated for the type of player he is. And granted, I mean, he, like I said, said a handful of times he probably has the worst touch around the rim for a dude that's 6'11 like my god he gags layups like no other like you'd think he was 5'11 the way he misses layups but he he does he's a he's a a demon on the rebounds he's a sneaky good defensive player like in terms of getting steals and even blocks um he does try to do a little too much like tries to do dancey crossovers from three-point line to dunk on people and it doesn't really work but I think in spotted minutes, I think he could be fantastic. I think he can kind of rejuvenate. I mean, obviously, he's – I think he's a – he'd be a much more sought-out player. He was just signed to a really, really bad contract. So it's not really his fault, but get your bag, young fella. Um, but that's the part that makes it hard for him to be, like, a tradable asset. So if he wants to just eat the – you know, grab his bag and wrap up this season, that's fine. But – Obviously, he won't get a, a massive deal moving forward, but I would like to, I I would have no problem if he ended up on the Lakers. Like Ricky said, I mean, it's not like he's going to be playing, you know, 40 minutes a night. I mean, he'll play in spot in minutes, you know, probably even play a bit more of a reserve role as Anthony Davis slides to the five. There'll be some, some series where he doesn't play at all, some series where we favor Mark. So, I mean, it is what it is. If he wants to jump on board and, you know, ride his way to a ring, I'm all for it. He can come on and join, but... um I'm not sure if he'll necessarily happen because it hasn't happened yet. Seems like the Cavs are really dead set on trying to get a trade for him. I don't know who the hell's going to mortgage everything for, you know, him. Boston. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably the one team that needs to do it. Here's Danny Ainge is, you know, we know the a bottom tier GM <laughs> in every in every sense of the word. Yeah. But um, in terms I of. I just checked. Siri agrees with you. All yeah. right. 
And in terms of your other question about Damian Jones, I would I mean, again, what we need is just a big that I mean, he he would serve as a fine big that for what we need. I mean, we don't need the second coming of Kareem Abdul Jabbar to win a championship. We just need a big body that can play, you know, be a little more mobile than Mark. It just kind of offer a different dynamic to what Mark gives us. I think that's really it. And he's been a great player. I mean, good on the he's a good lob threat. You know, we've seen him play on the boards. We've seen him play defensively. We don't need him to give us 25 points a game. We don't need that. We don't need anything like that. So I wouldn't mind seeing him stay on the roster. I think he's a good kid. I think he's a good player. And like Nas was saying, it's a it's a player that we don't have to shell out a bunch of money to or worry about much to do. He's basically free at that point. So I'm fine with it. I could see him playing with us. So I, I'm cool with I'm cool with anything. I'm not too thirsty in the buyout market. I think we have what we need. We've been missing Anthony Davis, which is a huge piece of our team. I think once we're whole with everything, we'll be perfectly fine. One uh one last Go on one now. last thing. Uh it's also gonna be difficult for Gilbert uh, to I mean for Drummond to get a buyout from Gilbert if he knows that he's Drummond's gonna go to the Lakers because he will not help LeBron. Like him and no, no. yeah, him and LeBron do not like each other at all. And so mm-hmm. if he that that's sort of like when uh who's the guy who got franchised for the Bears again? Uh, Allen Robinson was like Allen Robinson. Robinson. More pain. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why bring this crap up, man? I'm just having trying to have a good time talking <laughs> to my friends about some NBA basketball. This is a Lakers podcast. I got my Lakers stuff up here. I just like having a good time and talking about good things. Yes, I cheer for a poverty franchise in the Chicago Bears. It sucks right now that I got Andy Dalton. I don't even know if I could call him a ginger in 2021 anymore without being canceled like i it's just i'm just i'm just stuck in a position of just poverty while having a bank account of basketball that's worth 250 billion dollars i'm sick of it dog you're not a raider fan you can come over to you can come over to the seahawks no they're on the west coast i'm tired of west coast teams if it's not the lakers i'm not i'm not following i can't stay up for the dodgers i can't stay up for other teams like that man i'm not doing no east coast teams they think that they better because they are hour and head i'm staying right here supporting my little poverty chicago teams but thank god i saw the light with the los angeles lakers hey hey the green bay packers were right there you're not they were right. You're not a, you're lucky this show fucking show, man. I'll tell you about yourself right now. Uh, you saying some shit like that. At least you're not a Raiders fan. I mean, we traded your our best player to you guys for like a can of soda, basically. Like we That's <laughs> fair. That's, that is true. Like the, the Raiders are such a bad, badly ran organization that I stopped watching and supporting uh the Raiders. And NFL football because of the Raiders. Okay, I watch like, oh hey, you know what? The Bucks are playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh, that should be a nice game. I don't follow the NFL as hard as course I used to. Why? Because the the Raiders bring me so much pain. All right, it's like watching an like it's like being in a, an abusive relationship, and yet you choose to be in that relationship no matter what. Okay. Like it's not like the it's not like the Bears. I mean, yeah, the Bears have been kind of in poverty since the eighty since nineteen eighty five. Okay, but yeah, you you've been alive for a Super Bowl, Nas. I haven't. Twenty thirteen. That that's where I'm sitting at right now, brother. That that's that's where the poverty line is right now. Well, I, no, the fact that I no the Raiders haven't won a professional since 19- franchise. The Raiders that has not. Go ahead. Which year? The Raiders haven't won since nineteen eighty three. 
Oh shit! Rich Gannon did not. The, yeah, he lost to Chucky. Lost yeah, to the... exactly. Who did we hot? Oh. Who, who we signed for ten years and a hundred million dollars and still? And then you went and got Chucky. Okay, who's yeah. poverty now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Trading Chucky to Tampa right? Bay to beat them in right? the Super Bowl. Yeah. See. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. That is. Poverty. John Gruden was our uh, uh, our head coach, one of our best head, one of the best head coaches. I don't want to say our because it's not ours anymore you know i he, he that's not my team anymore their head coach <laughs> right he was their head coach you can tell how much he loves you know? him still no right <laughs> he was their head coach for uh and he did well you know and then the tuck bowl uh, the, the 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 tuck game happened and shit like uh with with brady and then um uh, Al Davis traded him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He happened to be the guy to take them over the edge because uh, Tony Dungy's uh, defense was really good, but his offense stank, right? So uh, one thing that Gruden could coach at the time was offense. He gave enough offense to get them to the Super Bowl. And guess what? He played the Raiders. Guess what? He Guess what the Raiders did? They used the same plays that they had with Gruden the year, uh, the year they had him. So Gruden knew exactly what they were running. That's why they blew him out in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's poverty. Okay. And yeah, that is poverty. You're that's right. That's pretty bad. You're right. That's yeah, that's bad. bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's, that's bad. I just, I just get mad that the Bears can't put together three seasons above 500 in a row. So yeah. you know, that's. I guess there's levels to Dolphins this poverty shit. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, hey, Alan. Alan, again. Bro, we can turn this podcast off and we can have a side conversation if you want to get disrespectful. <laughs> I don't have to yeah. say some shit like that again, man. You just said Dalton's better than Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky has a better winning percentage than Andy Dalton. Isn't that funny? Oh, like isn't that weird? I like Mitch Trubisky's like like he has. The, it, was, it was on really stacked teams. Like, like funny I, hot I, or funny. I want to shoot myself in the face. Kind of funny, bro. Yeah. Funny, yes. Yeah, okay. Like no. you can laugh. You know how in um Joker. He was laughing when he shot the host in the face and blew his head off. That that kind of, except I'd be the host of my own show. Right. Pain. Oh, okay. All right, this is getting dark, fellas, and I need your <laughs> this, this is getting really dark. So so let, let me just end on a light note. The Lakers are really good. Yep. We're all Laker fans. Yeah. We're having a great time. Falcon and Winter Soldier starts on Friday. Hey. Um, we're going to skip over the Snyder Cup because I don't know if it'll be good or not. Um but yeah, Alan, you should like, throw the the intro at the end of this show to tease to the folks so they know, you know, what to expect. For, I was going to do that. Nice, you got it. You're I was going to do it as a surprise. Oh damn, you just ruined it. Well, but hey ho, he gave it. you a little spoiler. He gave it. you a little. You spoiler. guys really love Age of Ultron that much? <laughs> Come on, the Nas. Let's not do this. <laughs> Age of Ultron wasn't even Don't that bad. I will die on my grave saying that. It could have been better, but it wasn't bad. Yo, I kind of like I like villains that got punchline. Like you you got bars. I appreciate that. Tell me why you about to destroy the world because the world's already destroyed. Talk to me, greasy. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I'd like it. Like I get it. Like, yeah, white Tyler Haywood. Tyler Haywood can go to hell though. Like straight talk. Yeah, that dude sucked. You know, it's funny how Vision was so good in uh Age of Ultron and uh and Basically, basically, uh, uh, Avengers three of uh, the Civil War, right? But bro, the- I tell my wife all the time that Vision turned into a hoe overnight. Yeah, he became a he got the shit beat out of hey. Infinity War. Was bad. Dog. The whole movie's just getting his ass beat. I was like, please, dog. He be- do something, Vision. Dog. He was like, got a whole stone in his 
damn forehead like Lil Uzi Vert. I, Lil Uzi could have beat him. Yeah. If they oh. went at it. <laughs> breathe in. What? Breathe out. Dog, he became a can opener for like he lived for all of it. A toaster. He became he, he a, was toaster. a toaster for Infinity War. He was so bad, man. He was. Yeah. They uh, got let, let's let's use a real slender. Yeah. Let's use the official Marvel slender. Oh my God. <laughs> ass, dude. Like, uh, anyway, yeah, he was trash. Uh, like, yeah, I just like, aren't this though. is a type Lakers of content you will get on Blip. Right, yeah, you get exactly. I, I got to get in on that just to like have my vision rant because I fucking I hate how they did him. They did my dog wrong, man. Like, yeah, we got to get. Well, in one division, they did him beautifully. Oh, really? Yeah, he's great in one division. See, look, he got his own life and his own storyline. He was just a hoe when it mattered most. It's okay. It's okay. Then, hey, guess he what? Led to his death. He, he can live in Wanda's <laughs> imagination for the rest of her life. He, so. He's he's the James Harden. Dog, I was about to say that, dude. I was about to say that he's a James Harden of fucking the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Oh my god! See, this is why we have this podcast right now. You know, like that's why. You know, <laughs> I'm dying. What the Ricky? Heck? Where can the good people find you? Hey, um, appreciate you having me on, Alan. As always, all jokes aside, brother, I'm proud of you for what you're doing. Um, with the Lakers side chats, I'm proud of you, what you're doing with Blipton. I'm proud of everything that we have coming over the horizon um, as far as work together. So um, you can find me at Mr. Ricky Spanish. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram at Agent Jet Jackson. Let's talk Lakers. Let's talk NBA. Let's talk that good stuff. Just make sure your content's good and I do not get paid to argue with you. And and and, and also Mr. Bad Slender. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Nas, where can the good people find? All you? right, I got my account back, so you can you can find me, <laughs> you, you can find me at uh, opinions on the NBA, or you can find me on my backup just in case I lose my main again. Uh, opinions NBA one. Uh, thanks for putting up with my slightly offensive uh, sense of humor. <laughs> you know, I don't know when I'm gonna put this headset on again. You know, <laughs> in like. In like two minutes, you about to make your follow up appearance on late night lake shows to help me fill out this bracket. I need your your best of content for that. That's you know I'm dropping that at a, at two o'clock in the morning. So feel free. Oh no, I'm just saying it like I'm just making reference to that uh, Tom Brenneman uh, thing where he <laughs> he got caught saying to he pulled a oh my god my, my oh my leg. god that's right you are I'm, I feel so stupid now. God damn it. You aren't saying that shit word for word. You're getting so good at it now. I don't even know what's happening sometimes. Like, would it, because at any point in time, and, and Kwame knows this too, Nas could actually be apologizing for something. It could be like, finally, this man has realized he lost the line and is at least acknowledging that he's done too much. Nope. If anything, he's turning his profile picture into the idiot and then every 20 hours repeats the, the same apology speech. I'm sick of it. You know, it's funny too. It's, it's funny. Like I cop I copy and pasted that whole uh spiel that he had, like, you know, I made a comment tonight that blah 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 blah, right? And I copied and pasted and tweeted it, and then people were like, Are you are you hacked? Is something wrong? Is it like, uh, and then I was like Oh, I guess people don't understand the reference. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That salt in the slander. Yeah. They thought you don't actually worry. like took really the cape it. off for a second. <laughs> oh. 
appreciate you having us on, Alan. Well, thank you. Sorry for hijacking. Last but not least, Kwame, where can the people find you? Yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter at Laquam James. You can also find me on the Blipped In podcast with my boy from across the pond, Alan. You know, we got some more good content for you. Stay tuned. You know, he's got a little teaser for you at the end of this. So stay tuned to hear all the glory. And it was, you know, conducted by our boy Ricky. You know, a lot of fun stuff coming up. So be sure to check us all out. We all got that good content for y'all. Oh, and uh, really quickly, uh, the Cavs beat the Celtics. So just something. Hey, it's a win for America. Win for America. Let me get, <laughs> I need the full thing. Let me get my content thing. together. <laughs> all right, guys. Go. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in two seconds. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave a five-star rating for all the podcasts. Nas didn't mention under the bus, under the bus as well. Thank you guys for listening. We're still in a pandemic. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Take care. You tell me your name, please. Is that everyone? You wanted more? You could not live with your own failure. Couple, you know. Where did that bring you?